As a third-generation beekeeper from Rhinelander, Chris Hansen knows what it takes to care for bees and market honey. I'm Charity Seebecker with the Midwest Farm Report, and Hansen explains how he has evolved into more of the commercial side of beekeeping by creating beekeeping equipment based on the needs of his peers. Uh, I guess technically I would be a third-generation beekeeper. My grandpa and my dad both did it only ever as a hobby. Um, I had this crazy dream and kind of went wild with it. So can you tell me a little bit more about your operation, the size, the scope of what you have? Uh, currently, we're running two to 300 colonies. Uh, we have leased upward of 1,200 colonies for a few years, and that got to be a lot more work than I really anticipated. Um, right now, we have a retail supply store. We manufacture beekeeping supplies, started a wood shop, and so we've kind of ventured beyond just the actual beekeeping. We're, we're moving into manufacturing side of things, too, supporting the industry. So what types of honey do you produce then? So typically ours would be uh, wildflower or clover honey. Uh, we kind of collect from the entire season and then just blend it together, extract it at one time. And so it's a nice, unique blend. We call it a Northwoods blend. And you sell your products. So how do different segments of the industry work together for the better? Since you mentioned you are kind of transitioning into more of not just the honey, but all aspects of beekeeping. Uh, currently, we're kind of focusing a little bit more energy on the retail aspect, uh, supporting other beekeepers, encouraging other beekeepers, and now manufacturing supplies um, to kind of help that industry and keep things more local and sustainable. Are you creating your own ways of trying to be innovative with some of these, taking feedback you've heard from these beekeepers of things maybe you could change or take me through some of that relationship? Sure. Well, we try to figure out what the beekeepers are needing. Um, the hobbyists have a vari wide variety of things that they're looking for, options, ideas, concepts. Um, trying to do that, but you got to be profitable at it. You can't just do it for the fun of it. Um, and then the commercial guys are also looking at trying to keep their operations standardized. So like when we're woodworking and we're trying to manufacture the parts for them, we're trying to build something that's going to work for their specific needs in their industry, even in a slight difference in size. Are there certain woods that you can use that are better or anything like that that you have to take into consideration when you are making these? Um, I've always felt that ponderosa pine coming out of the uh, Pacific Northwest seemed to be a pretty industry standard. There are a variety of wood types you could probably use, like the yellow pines, but most of them are pine-based. Um, white pine, I guess, is another one that you could use, but I've had the best experiences with ponderosa pine, and that's what we're manufacturing with. How do you ensure the health and well-being of your bee colonies, especially when it comes to challenges like pests or diseases? What is your disease management like? Well, pests and diseases are two very different things. Uh, pests would be bears, skunks, stuff like that. Uh, a lot of electric fences, a lot of monitoring, maintenance that way, trying to keep things up to date, working with our land conservation guys to help us protect our our what we would call livestock from wildlife. Um, the pests and or diseases and pests side of things would be like varroa mites, whatnot. Um, that we do a lot of regular monitoring. We're constantly testing the bees, trying to uh, make sure that the bees appear overall healthy and trying to fill in the gaps of, say, nutrition. You know, different times of year, there may not be a pollen source for them and trying to supplement with that. Um, so, yeah, just trying to watch the bees as close as we can to see what their needs are. You say testing the bees. What does that mean? Uh, we would 
for mite testing, we would take a sample of bees and then we would probably roll them in powdered sugar or alcohol and we would get a mite to bee ratio to see how bad a mite infestation would be. And while we're sacrificing a few, we're actually doing it for the greater good of the entire colony to keep the colony healthy. So our sample might be 300 bees, but the colony could be upward of 60,000 bees. So a small sampling is a sacrifice to keep the colony healthy. What are some of the key factors that contribute to your success as a commercial beekeeper in Wisconsin? Is there such a thing as success? It's a continual progress of trying to get there. Um, Just trying to see what the needs are, being willing to move and flow, trying to change where you need to to keep moving forward. How do you manage then your pollination services for egg crops? Pollination is definitely important. Without the bees, a lot of these growers wouldn't have a crop, and so that's important. Uh, Personally, we've kind of stepped back from pollination and focused more on honey production. We still do a little bit of pollination, but, you know, only for a couple small apple orchards and stuff like that. So it's seasonal. We move in. We move out. Um, But, yeah, they, they see us as a great benefit to their success, you know, as long as the weather cooperates. So. How do you ensure the quality and purity of the honey that on those products that you are selling to consumers? Well, for us, we're doing the physical management of the bees. And when we're, say, treating for mites or a parasite, we do that at a time of the year when we're not collecting honey. So we're trying to keep that away from the potential of cross-exposure. Um, we're also using products that are natural and organic, typically. And, and those options are available for most beekeepers. So it's it shouldn't seem like we're the only ones doing it. A lot of beekeepers are doing that. Um, So you try to stay away from doing that when you're in honey production season. And then as soon as the honey is removed from the year, then we go back to treating or we kind of monitor along the way. And when it gets to that point, we pull our honey off and we treat accordingly. So you're, you're doing that. Um, Then we try to keep complete chain of custody. So we extract it, we bottle it, we're the direct contact to the customer, and so for our operation, we try to pass it through that way. So, Why is that important, do you think, for consumers to have that 100% honey? Or what is the difference potentially in taste of that honey coming from you versus maybe someone I'm just going to go buy on the shelf in the store? Uh, shelf in the store, you can't always guarantee where it's coming from. It is labeled on there. And unfortunately, on a lot of products, U.S. is the last one labeled, which means we have the smallest portion of that bottle. Um, so look at your label. Uh, locally, we got Great Lakes honey on the shelf. But when you look at where it's packed, it's in Denver. So it's not even Great Lakes. I'm not sure that that was honey bought from the Great Lakes, how that all works out. But... Um, when you can buy direct from your local producer, the guy with one hive in his backyard, or the guy with 2,000 hives in his backyard, when you can work direct, you know you're getting a better product. What is your perspective of the current state of beekeeping and the industry challenges or anything that are facing honeybees and beekeepers? I, I think it's constantly changing. Um, the industry is constantly changing. Um, and we're just learning to adapt and move along with it and listening to the people, listening to the livestock, and just trying to do what's best for both and, and move forward. That was Chris Hansen, commercial beekeeper from Rhinelander. He added that if you're even remotely interested in becoming a beekeeper, take that leap and do it. You'll be part of a community that supports you and also helps better the environment. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.